Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. My message is pretty consistent over the years, you know, and, and for me, it's all about fans, you know, just treat our fans like gold. Um, I think I, I like to remind the players that, um, you know, this team means so much to so many people, and uh, we're all we're all just um, honored and blessed to be part of an organization that that um, has so many fans and how much those fans care. And and so um, I just like to remind the guys to that um, you know, number one thing for me in the world is treating fans great. That's Tom Ricketts on his annual address to the team, what he said, and he had plenty to say, because the Cubs have in some ways straddled the line between building up excitement for this season and then not really pushing it totally over the top. They're biding their time, waiting for some big ticket items, perhaps. Maybe waiting for the market to change maybe trying to dictate the market when it comes to their particular roster and what they want to do as far as payroll goes. I I thought that this would be uh, an offseason where the Cubs could really do some crazy stuff. There would be time to spend that money. Yeah, and- I mean, it felt it felt like, like, like to me, maybe I took the wrong thing from the council hire. Maybe it's, I was looking at it as a, oh, Win now mode. Oh, you're high, You're giving $40 million to a manager that makes a difference because you're in win now mode. And, and maybe they're saying, no, we still are in the building mode. And we just wanted to make sure that once we get to where we're going, we have a manager that's not going to cost us games. I think that I can think a couple of things simultaneously. I can hold in my head at the same time the idea that Cody Bellinger at the moment is asking for too much money over too many years to fit his statistical profile and the chances of him being worth that money. I can also hold in my mind the idea that it's on the Cubs to suck it up and maybe spend a little money that isn't the the most possibly efficient use of all of those dollars because that's what the market might bear to give them the best chance of winning right now. So why don't we hear what Tom Ricketts had to say specifically about Cody Bellinger? With respect to Bellinger, like I'm, I'm like everyone else. We're just waiting, you know, we're waiting for um, whenever, uh, whenever he and his agent are going to engage, and uh, you know, it could be 
could be any time now or it could be a few weeks. We'll just see where it goes. Without any additions, I mean, do you think this team has what it needs inside to, to be better than they were last year? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think Jed had a really good offseason. I mean, I think we've, we've added some parts that are going to be really, really um, beneficial to the whole. And I, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't be favored for our division this year. Tom, can you give this stuff for us this winter, or is that relationship still kind of where it's... You know, I, I don't... Yeah, I, I don't. I don't talk to Scott. Um, I think one of one of one of one of his like uh, kind of signature moves is to go talk to the owner. But I think when you do that, you undermine the credibility of your general manager, and um, are you, you know, so you you kind of like get, get inserting yourself into that negotiation. Uh, I, I don't think that helps. So I I, I don't talk to him. You use the word waiting. I guess the follow-up would be waiting as a like, you know. I don't know. Honestly, don't know. I mean, that's that's in that's up to those guys, and uh, we're just going to wait until we get serious. On one hand, I do appreciate Tom Ricketts understanding the game that Boris likes to play. Because usually, the owners themselves are easy marks, and not participating in it. Like I, I hired a baseball person to handle baseball things. That gets back to what we were saying about Kevin Warren and the comments he made about Justin Fields. But, he, and about, but he's not a football person. But ex- ex- again... He's a building guy. But that was that's why it was curious that he didn't say, I've got a football guy, I'm not going to give opinions. You can. Th- those are all questions for Ryan Poles because he's in charge of football. But he didn't say that. But he's not the owner. But he's, he's the closest thing to it. As but, far as, but he's still not ownership. Like, it's it's not... George saying it or Virginia saying it. You want to ask Virginia what she thinks? Does she stop following the Bears as well? Is there a Virginia McCaskey Instagram account? Oh, you better believe it. Thirst trap after thirst trap. I'm, see, that's not where I was going with it. I was thinking she was just going to have like inspirational memes and be like, stay prayed up. <laughs> that's. You know, that would fit. Quote from, the, from the Dalai Lama. Whatever it takes. You know, yep. like maybe she's got some recipes that she wants to put out here. Um, but the other part, though, is while I appreciate you not necessarily wanting to be in on the process, you can't be the, well, I'm just like you guys. Like, we're all just kind of waiting around to see what happens. You're actually in a position to force the action. You don't have to just react. You could tell Jed, hey, I want to get him. And maybe you have. I want to get him, but I want to get him around here. What do you think of this? Where am I Where am I right? Where am I wrong? You're not an innocent bystander is my point when talking about Tom Ricketts. Like you, you are a central figure in this. So I'm glad that the, I think that was Jesse asked, waiting on what? What you waiting on? Well, it gets back to the same question that Jed wouldn't answer last week. When, when Megan asked it, have you done enough? Well, Tom he says, said, yes, he said, I, I like our young players. Tom said enough to win the division, which extrapolates, we know, into technically enough to win the World Series. Right. Because in baseball, that's how it plays out. And he spent a lot of time talking about the Diamondbacks, too, and being happy for them, even though they beat the, the Cubs a lot in the last month of the season, to give them the wild card shot that the Cubs probably should have had. Uh, there was more. This is real interesting to me. Because it does have to do, one of the reasons I thought the Cubs were in a better position to do stuff, to strike this offseason, is because it felt like the RSN model around baseball 
it was a dying model and the Cubs already have their network and they own it. They don't have to worry about it. Here's what Tom Ricketts had to say about that. TV's a challenge for everybody right now. Um, I mean, just the, the way people are are consuming media is is switching from the traditional linear cable model to more of a streaming model. And we're going to have to adapt. I mean, we've already started. We do have, you can stream Marquee, which is something that got off to a really good start last year. So we're, we're excited about that this summer to see how many people do that. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's just a big economic issue for the league overall. And um, hopefully, you know, over the next... You know, the next few years we'll be able to figure out how to, uh, you know, serve the fans the, you know, the right way by letting them watch games how they want to watch games and still maintain a lot of the economics that have driven the league for so long. Okay, he's right. Like the, it has changed, but I was looking forward to the Cubs taking advantage of the change and not for marquee, like taking advantage of. Hey, there's other teams teams are hurting. Other teams are hurting. Maybe we'll be able to make some trades because they can't handle the the financial constraints of losing their RSN and having to to reevaluate how they're going to do this. And they haven't as of yet. There's still time. Nine more days until I start worrying. At least your arbitrary deadline was March 1st. Mm -hmm. Because you feel like. Because you're already in games. You know, they'll play their first game Saturday, right? Cubs, White Sox will kick off Cactus League play on Saturday and or Friday. And then you then, you know, you need at bats to get ready. Well, maybe they'll have that kind of camp they do every once in a while where they get all the free in agents Schaumburg? together somewhere oh. and just kind of hang out and let them get some work in. Borosville? Ricketts was also asked about the Cubs' budget and how it adjusts in a championship window. The budget is determined, you know, as as we, you know, boil out the expenses effectively. So it's not like we say, okay, now we're gonna, you know, uh, you know, we're gonna spend a bunch and go for it or championship window. We're trying to be consistent. I mean, the goal is to be one of the teams that is always trying to win the division and um, and every year has that opportunity and and so we tr- I try to look at the budget much more consistently than you know than let's just go for it one year get what would it take to then expand it well effectively um, more revenue <laughs> like, I mean we you guys you kind of forget like we we're, we do have a lot of revenue but we have we're about we pay a lot in taxes. We pay, uh, you know, twenty million bucks a year keeping the ballpark together. We have a lot of expenses other teams don't, and um, so you know we're we're right there around CBT levels. This is kind of our natural natural place for us, and and uh, that should be enough to win our division and be consistent every year. From that playoff process, just how to review what the Dodgers did, how much they spent. <laughs> yeah, but I don't comment on what other teams do, although. They do have a much, much different economic situation than any other team in baseball based upon their television deal. And so their television revenues will continue to grow into the future while everyone's are dropping quick, pretty quickly. So they're going to have that advantage going forward for a long time. Right, which is why you should have an advantage. That was the whole point of Marquee. You had this thing that you owned and you were distributing it. But that's also nonlinear where the Dodgers is linear. Yes. That's the big difference. And they've got it locked in where their revenues are guaranteed. 
he came very close to crying poor. He really did. He's, he's right there. He went right up he's to the right edge. There to talking to you about biblical losses. Went right up to the edge about well, you got a lot of expenses and we pay a lot you of. You got to turn the lights on at the ballpark. You no, know, and all that, and it's an old ballpark that we have to maintain. But if the, the truth is, if you win the division, all all you can try to do to build a team, and nobody wants to hear this. Because people want to hear you say, build a team to win a World Series. It's hard to do that. You can't. You can't. Because they're short series. You you cannot. All you can do. You have do, no idea who's going to be healthy in October. Right. And, and, and Or if or they're going to. Or if they have a good week or a bad week. Yeah, he's on a heater. Right. All, all you can do is keep giving yourself spins of the wheel by keep making the playoffs, ideally by winning the division. That's the best way to win a World Series is give yourself that number of spins. So he's not wrong in that regard. However, there's no salary cap. So you can insure, you can spend a lot of money if you want to make your team deeper and more resilient. You could, and some would say that suggested you have to. The the Cubs haven't had a bad offseason. They've added some pieces that they need, and even this past weekend, I, I like... Both guys that they signed to their deals. It's fine. But there's a next step to this. And you should be the team in your division taking the next step. Because the other teams in the division aren't really in a position to do it. And the Cardinals are still kind of like, they're that meme of the guy that's like trying to wash his car. That's what the Cardinals are. But they won't be forever. Eventually, they'll get it corrected, and then it'll be problematic. But you can outspend the the Brewers. And we know the Pirates aren't serious people. The Reds are out here doing some stuff, and they can be a problem. So, you know, outspend them. Well, shout out to to Layla, who will be here tomorrow. Layla Rahimi? Layla Rahimi. She has been saying this offseason that if Craig Council is the biggest name you get— that this offseason, that's a problem. And and it, Cody Bellinger does not count. It would be fantastic if the Cubs side re-signed Cody Bellinger. I think they sh- that's a necessity at this point. Have you, as you've seen bigger names go off the board throughout this offseason, and the later we get here, I mean, we're already in, in spring training. That's and, why I said March 1st. Uh-huh. I disagree with Layla a little bit, though. Like, he's... He's your free agent, but he's still a free agent. Like, there's nothing that's, there's no real advantage that the Cubs have to signing Cody Bellinger. The other teams don't. Yeah, free agents, free agent. So these guys move around all the time. So when when you look at it from the view of how are you improving your team from last year? Yes, if if you re-sign Cody Bellinger, great. But what else greater are you adding onto this roster? And I have yet to see. That other than huge improvement in, in the manager department, Peralta. Come on, man, Imanaga. Yeah, okay, that, yes, yes, Imanaga. Sure, in the rotation. I mean, that, that, sure. that's a serious MLB starting pitcher is a big deal. We hope because we don't know. No, but I, I do think now the the scouting is so much better and understanding where the floor is. I got to see it. in Japanese. I got to see it we, first. We I got to I got to see it. But, yeah, I would say that it's probably fair to look at him as a middle-of-the-rotation starter, and getting that is valuable. Right. Michael Bush is a flyer. 
that that's a guy who was roadblocked somewhere else. You completely understand the rationale behind that trade, but that that's that's a flyer deal. And the idea we haven't even talked about the, the your guy getting the first crack at third. I, hey man, this is all I look. If you read Craig Council's quotes, it's exactly what I've been saying there's about no, Christopher Moreau. There's no downside to None. trying, but good let's, luck, man. Let's see what it looks like. Did you see what that first throw looked Not like? Not great. <laughs> let's see what it looks like, and let's see with a guy like Council if he might be a better teacher because maybe he's less invested in another guy like the previous coaching staff. They were invested in making fetch happen. With Nick Madrigal. And to a certain extent, they were right. To a certain extent. And then at the end of the season, they were like, oh, he can't hit. Here's exactly what Council had to say when asked about this Morell experiment. You mentioned Wisdom getting work at first. That was a concept with Morell early in the offseason. Yeah. Is, how do you see him kind of where how is where's his focus gonna be? Yeah, I mean I think I think we'll Probably, I think there'll be some first base for Chris, but I think, you know, I'd like to see him on third base, I think, to start camp. Um, and look, you know, it's, it's, you know, Christopher's done so much with the bat that it's our job <laughs> to figure out the best way to deploy him, right? And um, it's, uh, you know, Bruce and I were having this conversation earlier. It's, it's to say he can play a lot of positions, yes. We have to play that at a certain level that it that it makes sense for the bat to be in there, right? Um, and we've got to, and it is harder to play multiple positions, no question about it. Um, at this point, with you know players around Chris, you know we've we've asked him to move around, right? Um, so I think my my idea at the start of camp is to kind of focus mainly at third base. Um, let's see where we're at. Let's evaluate that as we go. Um, but let's give him a chance at third base and let's give him some consistency at third base. See where we're at kind of roster-wise at, at some point in camp and then and then go forward from there. Right. If you sign Matt Chapman, then that's, that's over with. But and we know what Christopher Morell is going to end up doing. They got to fix the, the arm angle they, and then, then work on the feet. Well, you know, the other thing that Council said was, obviously like, they wanted him to go get some reps at first base and winter ball, but... They don't have control of the roster on the team that he played on, so he didn't get as much time even there as they were hoping. So Joe Sheehan has been coming out with his positional rankings. He does this every year. He takes every position and ranks everybody in MLB. Yeah, that guy that was running the meth lab did the numbers for him. <laughs> he ran the numbers. Was well, it called like quantitative labs or something, something? Something like that. Well, he just did DHs. Where do you think Morell ended up slotted? In all MLB DHs. All, all DHs? Yep. He's in the top 10. Number one is Jordan Alvarez. That would make sense. He says, with all respect to Aaron Judge, Juan Soto, and Ronald Acuna Jr., Alvarez is the best hitter in baseball. It's close by projections. Soto's right there with him as a hitter, but there's no one I'd rather send to the plate right now than Alvarez. I agree with that, and I don't care if it's a lefty on the mound. Number two is Shohei Otani. Well, yeah. You can't slot Otani any lower than this unless you include Soto here. While he's planning to be ready for the opener in Korea next month, there's definitely a performance cost to these rapid returns from elbow surgery. He struggled to hit after TJ in 2018. He hit a home run yesterday. Number three, Christopher Morell. Get out of here. 
Number three? Number three, Christopher Morell. He says, it is strange to be 25 years old and positionless. But the only place Morell hasn't been a disaster is at second base. And the Cubs have locked up their second baseman, yeah, Nico Horner, for years to come. Never gold glove second base. Morell can start once a week just about anywhere and likely will get work at six spots this year. His best position is batter's box. <laughs> and he says he should be the Cubs' second best hitter behind Seiya Suzuki. Seiya. I thought that was fa- And number four, Eloy Jimenez. Yeah. Number five, Kyle Schwarber. That makes more sense because he hits 40 bombs. 50 or yeah. however many and walks however many times and just happens to make his outs the same way. Hey, when we come back, I want to talk about the Boris four and what's happening here, because I think there's some people who are like, yeah, Ricketts and the Cubs are cheap. Well, let's expand this to understand that there are several other teams that are saying the exact same things that the Cubs are saying about this group of players. To the point where there's a certain C word, not well, that one. Hey, yeah, you got to be careful. There is a word that people don't like to say that is actually worth discussing. Because I think it's the soft version of that. Snack. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. On the score. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk on 670 The Score. I think it's pretty evident that when you have youth and you're 28, you're a rare free agent. You have a lot of options. But when he came to Chicago, he just feasted on major league pitching. And um, really, uh, you know, I think Chicago got the comforts of a full belly. So they're going to have to loosen their belts to keep Bellinger. Does he ever, like, just go do a hot five, uh, open mic, 
No, I hope so. Get, Wouldn't that be great? Get, get booed off the stage. He, he needs to, so he, lame. So, so is that is when he meets with reporters? Is that the equivalent of him getting his his I I I I, I got this five minutes. That's great. It's all puns. Do you think there's it's like all the, baseball like, puns? They're terrible. Do you they're think really like awful. the the lower? This is what I imagine. Like the lower levels of people in his agency, he he invites them out for drinks, and then they they're subjected to yes, you know his his. Like he bounces first, his, it off Juan Augusto first. Is he yes, still working right. for him? No, the it, former Sox reliever. Not even him. Like the the, the interns, the, the Tyler of of ouch of yeah, he's young in the business. Why 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 are you gonna do Tyler like that? Because Tyler's young in the business. That's what I imagine. It's the younger guys at the yes. agency, and then they, it's like I'm gonna just, take all of the new associates out, and, and it's on a certain night before you know the winter meetings or whatever, and then it's like oh, you know, you guys are gonna have to sit and, and, well, and the thing sit is, with Scott and listen to the the jokes. He's gonna workshop the jokes with you. Well, see, that's rolls the thing. Eyes. Like all of those kids are probably like super excited. They're like, wait. Mr. Boris, he he invited us out to dinner? Man, we must be moving up in the world. And then you get there, and it's a stage and a single mic. And he's like, is this thing on? And you better Hello. laugh. You better laugh at the boss's jokes. We've got to fill our belly. Uh, you know, I think Chicago got the comforts of a full belly. That's a good one. That's yeah. really funny. So Ken Rosenthal <laughs> writes this today. He refers to the Boris Four. What about the Boros? Different. Oh. He says maybe these decision makers are just posturing. Maybe they're becoming more steadfast. He quotes Rangers GM Chris Young. I don't think there are any additions coming at this point. He quotes Blue Jays GM Ross Atkins. At this point, additions that would be of significance would mean some level of subtraction. Giants president of baseball operations Farhan Zaidi. It's a little bit more disruptive to add at this point. And, he's, and he says, at some point organizationally, you just need to turn the page and focus on the players you have. Well, this sounds like a veiled shot at Boris, whom for three and a half months is a mere opening stanza. And they said, wait, there's more. Cubs manager Craig Council talking about playing Christopher Morell at third where Matt Chapman's still available. The Yankees signaling they're still interested in Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. But the Athletic reporting that the team's luxury tax rate would mean a one-year $40 million deal for Snell would actually cost $84 million. Oh. Angels star Mike Trout saying he's been pushing, pushing, pushing owner Artie Moreno to sign impact-free agents, but conceding it probably won't happen. The Boris Four, Chapman, Snell, Montgomery, Jordan Montgomery, and center fielder first baseman Cody Bellinger will find work in due time. This is Rosenthal. When I asked Boris on Monday if he was still confident of landing deals that in his mind will properly reflect the respective values of those four free agents, he answered in a text, these are extremely talented players that impact winning outcomes. If owners value winning as their primary goal for their cities and fans, they will continue to make every effort to acquire elite talents. That kind of feels like everyone's gotten together and said, we're not dealing with the big money Scott Boris clients. That would be illegal pursuant to the collective bargaining agreement. And I mean, if we could find a smoking gun, it would be that. That's why I say there's, there could be some soft collusion going on here, which it's collusion. It's a rainbow. And they try it every year, but most years an owner will blink. And some years 
the player will go to Boris and say, "You're asking for too much. Here's what I, I'm fine with yeah. blank. I just want to go here. Just want to go. This is where I want to live. This is where my family wants to be. I want to go play baseball." So it's fascinating to see these four continuing to define the market, but it's not just the Cubs. I know that's uh, that's sort of like old old Dusty Baker Cubs era. It's not just us, dude. It's everybody. But it's true in this case that there is a standoff going on and, and teams together are holding the line on Hold these clients. Hold the line! They're holding the line on his clients. So we'll see where the numbers come in, but I get it. I get it from both sides. But the player, it is, it is, the player absolutely is allowed to value himself however he wants and to not necessarily accept anything less than that. Yes. And the player is allowed. Like I, I do think that there's still, there's still fans that think that the agent runs the player and we could at least lend our experience from doing this, where we both have had dealings with agents. And for the most part, nothing's not happening unless we say it's happening. Like we can we can direct them to to hey, this is what I would like to do. This is where I'm comfortable as far as dollars or perks or whatever, or this is the place where I want to work. They don't run you. And there's like sometimes like this backlash from oh, well, you know, you would want Scott Boris as your agent, other than the puns. That would be enough for me to change agents. But ultimately, it's up to like you. Like, if he sat down and he's like, hey, Belly, I've been working on a hot five for when I talk about you to the public, I would get up and walk away. Like, I'm going to go find someone else. Yeah, but you'd, no, you'd get up and walk away, but you'd still have him represent you. You just don't want to sit and listen to it. Scott, I don't want to hear your hot five. But if the player says, hey, I this is the deal I want. Get me this deal with this team. I'm willing to accept blank then this is the floor that's the agent's job and he has said it he has said it i now i really like the idea of what ray thought of like those poor interns and new associates oh i got i got dinner with the boss tonight guy and then then the the bernstein and holmes version at the the boris agency like oh god all right, so look, this is how you make it through it. He's going to start telling you, like, it's going to be all sorts of puns and stuff. Just take a bite of chicken, smile, nod your head. Make sure that you know all of the players that we represent because he's going to make some sort of reference to all of them. And when he does, ha, 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 and try to get out of there as best you can. And if you think it's funny, by all means, laugh. But even if it's not funny, laugh. Especially because he, it, it's so precious to him. Like you can see him doing like a. Him looking like Norman fell on three's company to break the fourth wall. Like he makes uh, it and then he's uh, like. Uh-huh. What do you think of that? I, it, right. I, Am I right? Full belly. Get it? Am I right? See? He just can't wait to just let one of those pearls of comedy <laughs> unfold off his tongue. And, and, I wouldn't and, wait too much longer on that. 
or else he'll be chapped. Huh? Huh? I love the idea of like, like Scott Boris working on this all year round. Like, all right, just like a stand-up comedian all the way through. Like, all right, I'm I'm, I'm working through a new set here. I'm building up. I've got a whole he's new only show. In, he's the miners. Like he's in Chattanooga. Right. Doing stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's 100%. beginning to smell like a deal. Like he's he's huh? he's in his bathroom brushing his teeth. Like, oh, I got one. I got one. Where's my notepad? Wait, who's the other client? Montgomery. I can't do anything with that. What can we do with that? Well, you could say, well, for enough money, Montgomery could be a ward of the franchise. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, know, something about General Montgomery? Something about Elizabeth Montgomery? Where would you go with that? You would be bewitched to sign them. Uh, All of these I could imagine coming out of the mouth of Scott Boris. Of course, sure. because it's like the lowest hanging fruit. <laughs> I mean... He like let's get it let's get it right. He's a great agent and a hack comedian. Not even. It's sort of it's it's the stories that the old comedy guys tell when the the heads of studios back in the day, back in the golden studio era, when comedies were becoming the big thing and all the studio chiefs thought they were funny. Yeah. And none of them were funny. And they would these guys trying to get movies made would have to sit across the desks from Harry Flugelman with his giant cigar and listen to him tell these stories and try to make these jokes like, oh, you're so funny. You should be a comedy writer instead of just owning the studio. You should not follow in your family business of owning MGM. Yeah, people tell me I'm funny. <laughs> Hell, you're, oh, do they? No, you're 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 not. You're not funny, but you you're the one that green lights all the movie production. So we'll this this market is moving at a snell like pace. Ah! Uh. <laughs> when we say it's up to the player, sometimes players like you say really want to play. Other yeah. other times there are players who <laughs> don't and so, don't like you asking them yeah, about. Yeah, they it. don't like you. They don't really like baseball. I think Rob Manfred would like an entire army of these players. He, everything would be perfect. Other other than the amount of money that right. this particular player is making. That's enough to get him to the ballpark. At 7 a.m. to talk with you guys. We'll discuss that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's here on The Score. Bernstein and Hope. Jason Goff is here in studio with us. We go from Zion Williamson, John Morant, <laughs> to spinning on finely tailored suits. Hey. getting yelled at for dancing. <laughs> on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. The Bernstein and Holmes Show at its finest. Yeah, right it's here. what we do, Jay. It's what we're doing over here. Is it still a top priority for you? It's never been a top priority for me. This is a job, so I do this to make a living. Uh, my faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure. This is my job. I'm here, aren't I? 
you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at <laughs> seven in the morning or whatever time it is. <laughs> so, did you, I mean, do you want? I mean, do you want to like be here playing baseball? I have answered your question. So why do you keep picking at it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you technically answered it. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, he didn't answer the question about the Angels. No. It's not good, man. Anthony Rendon signed with a seven-year, $245 million contract. This will be year five of that contract. And really the only full season that he's played, not because he didn't want to, but because he's been injured, was the 2020 season. He played 52 games out of 60 in the 2022. So I'll call that a full season. You want to know the game totals for him after that, Dan? Mm-hmm. 58-47-43. So many games he's played in the subsequent three seasons. There's a quote from 2014 with the Washington Post saying he doesn't like watching baseball. He prefers watching the History Channel because baseball is, quote, too long and boring. Look, we know people who are like this. We know athletes that don't watch their sport when they're not playing it. It's a job. It's a job. And and I respect that. And I respect that you have priorities. It's just that he's been on the wrong side of a bunch of incidents while out in Los Angeles. And the crazy thing is, is that if we go back to Anthony Rendon's career in Washington, 153, 156, 147 are the types of totals that you got from him in Washington. And he just seems very sour on the whole thing. And to go back to what we were talking about earlier, I know that Mike Trout is trying desperately to play the role of good soldier and be the face of the Angels as a franchise, especially now that Shohei Otani is playing for the Dodgers. Mike, you got to get you got to get out. You got to go. If you want to help the Angels, this would actually help the Angels. Someone else picking up portions of your contract. If you want to help yourself, you got to go. In the last 3 seasons, Anthony Rendon has combined for 1.1 F4. Yeah, that's not great. In three seasons. That is after putting up a 6.4 war year, two five nines, and then a 6.8 in 2019. Great player. Great player in Washington. And he can't stay healthy, and he doesn't seem happy. He's fighting with fans. There's all sorts of stuff that's been going on. Too bad. I just think it's too bad. I, I, I think in a, in a perfect world, it's easier to root for players who you know love what they do. And it's harder to root for those who actively dislike what they do. Yes. I mean, he's literally fighting with fans. Yep. It's not, it's not a good look. And that, that franchise right now is a disaster. I always tell the story about when I was a little kid. I mean, not so however old I was. And I was at a White Sox game. Go White Sox. And it was, it was during just after batting practice and there were players over by the wall. If you, if you went there early enough in old Comiskey and you went st- stand down there, players come by and sign something for you every now and then. I remember one time a, a rookie Bobby Bonilla came over and was signing still paying. Him. And I was in line. There were a couple of kids ahead of me and I was in line to get Julio Cruz's autograph. Your guy. 
and he's kind of looking around, and then he realizes that they're they're going to go take infield. And to the person ahead of me, he said, "He said, listen, I am really sorry, but I've I've got to go to work." And it was the first time I'd ever. I'm like, what does he mean? He has to go to work. Because to me, he was playing baseball. To me, work meant like my dad would go to work. You put a suit on and you get a briefcase and you leave and you get on the train and you go downtown to a big building. That was work. You're playing baseball. But the fact that it's the first time I'd I'd heard him say, I got to go to work. Like, oh, wow. This is this is work for him. That's pretty cool. And that I never forgot that. And then I think there was the same game where Joel Skinner. Got the dumbest argument I've ever heard with this guy next to me who was asking for a ball. Okay. And he's like, hey, hey, Skinner, flip me. Come on, flip, flip the ball. He's like, no, we can't, can't just be giving away baseballs. He's like, well, what do you mean? You guys give away baseballs all the time. And Joel Skinner looks at him and goes, what do you do for a living? He goes, well, I'm, I'm a printer. Goes, do people come by your work and ask you to give them a printing press? <laughs> the guy's like, no, but that's that's not that's an, different. That's not an apples to apples comparison. That would be, but so he didn't, and he was just like, no. And I just rolled my eyes, like, what a what a jerky thing to say to compare a a baseball of no value to the baseball player or coach there. Compare it to a printer giving away his printing press. <laughs> come on, come on, Joel. That's not nice. Like that's a bad example, but I didn't get involved. He was going to work. I thought it was, it was probably better that I didn't say anything. Hey, hey, Mike Trout. Mike, leave. Yeah, you know another reason that Mike should leave too is that he's not the player he was either. No, and still pretty great. Still pretty right. Well, I mean, he's got a little further to drop than others do. That guy can lose a step or two and still be great. It's like LeBron, mm-hmm. but he's. If he if he wants that, and I'm not saying he's got to go full blown ring chasing because that's hard to do in baseball. But he can go home, yeah, Jersey. He can go home and play for Philadelphia. Although at this point, can they even afford it? All the money that they're giving out in contract stuff. This Sunday is the Chris Chelios Jersey retirement game. You can tune into Mulligan Haw tomorrow and Thursday for your chance to win a pair of tickets to that game when the number seven goes to the rafters and the Blackhawks host the Red Wings this Sunday at the United Center, courtesy of Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Scott Boris would go, hopefully it won't be chilly. Ah! Ah! Let's, uh, let's talk the Bears story. This is not my thing. No, make it not your thing. No, it's not my thing. Make it make it not your thing, or I'm gonna I'm gonna have. I'm to. gonna start an account called Boris's That's fine. Joke Writer. That's fine. It'd be like New York Times Pitch Bot. That's fine. That's you, gonna be me. You can do that on Twitter, and that'll be great. And then I'm gonna do it here. I think Twitter's a perfect place for no, you. No, this is the this is where I get more people. I, I think you create that burner account and you do it on Twitter. But next up, we'll talk some bears on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.